Welcome to the Leadership Drives Podcast. Now here's your host, Mylena Sutton. Thank you for joining us for part three of our conversation with Keith Johnson. Now, let's pick up where we left off. I want to come back a little bit to this Keith Johnson rest because you told me something a second ago, and I want to kind of tie it to what we've been talking about a bit. So you're 30 years old, you're from the Delta, um, and you have your hands in a few things. Why are you building your life that way? Um, and by that way, I mean, you mentioned writing, uh, books, music, you mentioned puppeteering. Um, I don't to be honest, I've never known anybody who's done work as a puppeteer. I'm like, how do you get paid for that? And then um, you also you play don't. an instrument. <laughs> you don't. And then you play an instrument, right? Yeah, I play guitar and harmonica. Guitar and harmonica. And then you do HR. Why do all of these things? Why? I mean, to me, I'm always rolling and I'm always thinking of what's next. What can I do? What can I do? And it, I mean, it's kind of why if it's something new pop up right now, I'll shoot for it if it draws interest to me. Is and it just to prevent boredom? Is it to make money? No, I, actually, I would love to be bored sometimes, <laughs> but it's just, I feel like that I'm on a mission mm-hmm. and, and you do want to create some type of security for your family, um, some type of generational wealth mm-hmm. financially. Yes. Yeah, so money is something that comes along with the product. I wouldn't say, well, everything is, let's, let's get a dollar. Because I mean, if you chase money, eventually you're going to chase the wrong thing and you'll be broke. You're gambling. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, I just try to be strategic in what I do. But it's just so much that I, I like to do, so much that I like to be involved in. So it's, it's more about the love. So you asked about puppeteering. How does a person get paid? They don't. It's just, I love it. You know, I like making little small videos and if it gets traction or something that people like it and on TikTok, a couple of people like them. They're like, okay, that, that's good. How can I take this to another level? Let's just say I have something in my pocket that I can incorporate down the line. So it's always good to be, uh, you know, versatile. You know, having your hands in a lot of stuff. And I look at that with work. I mean, if, I've been, if I work in HR for 30 years, that's good, but what if I do HR for five, finance for five, um, work at a culture center for five? My resume will look better. Because, okay, you got you bringing all of this to this project, to this position, you're bringing all of this to it. But when you're just stuck on that one thing, you know, it's kind of hard to be attractive. Now, let me ask you this. So I met with a woman from this region early today. Her name is Dr. Pam Chapman. She goes by Boss Lady. Oh, yeah. And she... The Oprah of the South. <laughs> I think she told me specifically she respects Oprah, but she ain't trying to be Oprah. She is Pam. <laughs> one time she was Oprah from the South. I, okay. I, I remember that long time. She got, she got, I think she had like a TV network. Too. She does. She has a TV network. And, but the reason I bring her up in the context of this conversation, her business does so many things. Mm-hmm. And what I'm wondering as I talk to you and I talk to her, um, I met with the people who run an organization early today in Clarksdale, it's an art center, it's a coffee shop, and it's several things. Is that a Delta thing to do several things? What do you think 
I bet you if I talk to a few more people, lots of people do lots of things. Is that a function of the Delta? Is that I mean, common? I, I, mean, I wouldn't say it's a Delta thing. I'd probably say it's a, a worldwide thing. I mean, a lot of people are just uh, adventuring and they're doing a lot of things in different different avenues. Now, you just don't want to be stuck mm -hmm. because you probably heard the saying, you know, don't put all your, your, your eggs in one basket. Yeah, so people people want these multiple streams of income. So if this goes down, I have this. And you can look at a man like Magic Johnson who owns several sports teams, several restaurants, several movie theaters, uh, just uh, several businesses. And it's the Magic Johnson brand. Mm -hmm. And I just throw, I'm actually named out the Magic Johnson. Keith Irvin Johnson. Are you serious? I'm named. My dad was Magic Johnson fan. He thought he was one guy. Well, actually, was. But so he named after Magic Johnson. His name is Keith. Okay. And he named me Irvin Johnson. Okay. Just to throw that out there. All right, Magic. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. But, but I mean, you look at well, Magic. If you can do it on a big scale, why can I do it on a smaller scale until I get to a big scale? And you have to think about that. And now, do you think that people who think like you do? in the Delta are common. And here's where my thought is going with that. I hear so much about the struggles of the region. Are lots of folks trying to do four or five different things um, or are you the exception? I, I would say that I don't want to say what someone's not trying to do and what they are trying to do. Okay. You know, because we really don't know. But the result, mm -hmm. do you see it? Mm -hmm. No, so I would say maybe I am the exception of one of, of a few people mm -hmm. who just looking for not a way out, but looking for a way to survive and uh, sustain what you do have and what you can provide by making those connections here in the Delta, using the resources that you do have, getting in those circles, building a network. A lot of people, they just... I would say they lay down, well, I can't do it, or I don't have this, I don't have that. What do you think made the difference for you? Um, because we hear so much about the poverty of the region. Um, how do you think you developed a different mindset? I mean, I've watched it. I, mean, I remember growing up with my great-grandparents. I mean, we had to get milk jugs and milk bottles and orange juice jugs and go outside. Fill those jugs up, take it in the house. That's the water you cook with and you bathe. They had a well outside or something? I wasn't a well, just the holes outside. Okay. You gotcha. know, when the water didn't run on the inside. And I mean, I've seen rats and roaches and just whatever you had to eat, you had to eat it. Like my great grandmother cooked in the morning and she cooked when we got out of school. It was about three, it was done. And that was it. Like, you didn't eat again until the next day. Mm -hmm. So, I, I remember seeing, I'm 30, so this ain't 100 years ago or 70 years ago. Mm -hmm. this, this is what happened. Being in Glen Allen, living in poverty, mm -hmm. you know, having two, three pair of pants, trying to make it. You know, because our parents, they did what they could for us at a young age. Because my mom had my brother, she was 14, and... And she turned 15. She had him on June the 9th. She was 14. She turned 15 June the 16th. Mm -hmm. My dad was like 16, 17 then. I mean, young parents, young household. But watching that struggle, watching us being able to survive, having to go get it ourselves, not being born into a, look, 
all of this is yours one day. No, you have to make all of this to be. And that's what I'm saying. How did you, where did the courage come from? Because I'm thinking if you grew up seeing what you saw, it would be hard to be like the people you said. It would be easy, rather, to be like the people you said to just, you know what, I laid down, I can't. Man, man just got the. Did you uh, being, have a mentor? I mean, being, church folks. Like I, what? I would say. I mean, we we always went to church. Well, that's true. But but um, you see, <laughs> so I guess all you can say is just being raised, staying in the house, trying to stay out of trouble. Uh, of course, the church, we was in Sunday school, Bible class, all of that stuff, man. So I that, thought it was Steve Harper joke. He said we was in Monday church. Yeah, Tuesday Monday church. We it's Sunday night. So <laughs> I mean, just being early on, being in church, but having a foundation, you know, that's what it, what what faith in God comes into play. Because when you look back and you say, man, I could have got into trouble when I did this. Mm-hmm. Well, I could have fell into this trap. I could have fell into that trap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what you say. Well, you know, God wanted me to go this direction. And you have to believe that. Mm-hmm. That, you know, he chose me to do this. Mm-hmm. So if I wrote a song that says, I didn't choose the blues, the blues chose me. And I wrote that song because I believe that it's meant for me to be what I am in, in, the, in the industry. Mm-hmm. Of blues music because I didn't grow up wanting to play blues. I didn't grow up listening to Muddy Waters trying to imitate him. All of this just happened. You got to understand that some stuff is designed to happen. So you do have a plan for your life. We just don't know what it is. And if if you have a short life or a long life, we have to understand that the turn that we do have, we're impacting somewhere. Mm-hmm. At some point, we got to look back and say. How did I impact this? How did I impact this person? Mm-hmm. You know, what did I bring to this conversation? Gotcha. What lesson did I take away from this? Because I had to learn, man, I can't wait to travel the road and do this. And everybody, we just live until we get that big break that we waiting on. But you have to, the break is their ride. Their ride. Yes, it is. Yeah, by going to Switzerland and Italy, uh, France, walking on those stages in my suit, my guitar, my band, somebody paying me. I'm in front of Three, four thousand people. Mm-hmm. I'm like from Glen Allen, Mississippi. I'm doing this. This is it. Mm-hmm. This is what I have to enjoy. Like there's nothing to wait on. What I'm waiting on now, I am here. So mm-hmm. I have to enjoy this. Now it's levels to this for sure, but I'm here. Mm-hmm. I already made it. I did the impossible mm-hmm. to come from the country to have nothing to be standing on the stage, getting paid good money, signing autographs. I arrived, taking pictures, magazine right up, even here with you. Mm-hmm. So, indeed, I didn't realize you were actively trying to imitate Muddy Waters, though. I didn't realize that. I recognized he was inspiration and he's family. Okay. No, no, no. It's just um, that I, I said that because there's not a reason. I said, okay, I'm getting Muddy Waters. Let okay. me do this. Gotcha. That's why I said that everything was. It is just natural. Indeed. Everything is natural. So would it be fair to say that the reason you stay in the Delta and the reason you do so many different things is that you are on one hand simply exploring your various passions and you're looking for ways to explore those passions in a way that might produce income, but certainly give you um, another layer of 
potential to support yourself, your family, and your legacy, perhaps. Yeah. And I never looked at it that way, but you are absolutely right. Because even Dr. Hurst, Dr. Hurst told me three years ago when I was working, I was like, Keith, said, Keith, you need to leave the Delta. He said, because people like you, he said, other states, he said, they'll kill for someone like you. He said, you were just blew up so fast. It's the, the knowledge you have about the music business, or even working with contracts and at the Delta Center, talking to people, you know, working on all of these reports. He said, man, you, you could go somewhere and there's a need for you. Mm-hmm. And then he told me, he said this about five, six years ago. And then just this year, he said, Keith, you know, I told you to leave the Delta. I really want you to leave. But now I see why you have say you have a place here mm-hmm. and you're making it work here. Mm-hmm. That's why you're here, because you're able to make it work. Thank you for joining us for the third and final portion of our conversation with Keith Johnson the Prince of the Delta Blues, and so much more. If you have found something in this episode to be particularly meaningful or interesting to you, please let us know. Message me or tag me, the host, Mylena Sutton, on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Drives podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe, share with your family and friends, And be sure to tune in to the next episode of The Leadership Drives.